Welcome to the Eat Sleep Chelsea Repeat pod. On today's pod, we've had Pochettino's first week in charge. We're going to be looking through exactly what he's been up to. Uh, we look at some goodbye videos from Aspie and Mount. We've got a new kit that launched this week. And we talk about the continuation of the fire sale that rages on at Chelsea. And some players that potentially might be signing in as well. All that and hopefully the joys of a quiz. Uh, I'm Chris and I'm joined today by my good friend Brady. How, how are you doing? Yeah, just me. I think uh, Craig just landed in back from his trip away. I think he's a bit jet-lagged. A bit like the Chelsea players last year. They were playing like they were jet-lagged. But yeah, just the two of us. But it's kind of everything and nothing to go through. Uh, there's been a bit of a... There's been a lot going on. Got a new manager, but obviously there's not been too. There's been some waiting for news on new players, but still a lot to go through. Still new kit, new manager, things to chat about. So yeah, all good. Absolutely, yeah. And we'll, we'll, we'll welcome Craig back again when he's when he's fit and healthy to join. Um, yeah. In the meantime, uh, Pochettino, he's here and he's setting up barbecues. He's cooking something up. At Chelsea, yeah, um, he he's been running these guys ragged, I think, which is ideal based on what yeah. we saw last season. Some fitness stuff. What have you uh, What have you made of his sort of first week and some of the stuff that's come out about what he's been up to? Well, if we start on the fitness and maybe talk about his presser afterwards, I mean, Mazarkin <clears throat> Seller, one of the main Chelsea, um, he's kind of independent. He works with different sources, but he's one of the main Chelsea correspondents in in the country. And he said these players are getting work like never before. Much more than last season. And the, the big issue with Tuchel, everyone knows I'm a Tuchel fanboy, but with Tuchel and with Potter is they didn't bring their own strength and conditioning coach. So these players just not been really, really worked, you know. It's kind of like you're going to the gym and you're just going through the motions of it. These players, they're being evaluated. It's been elongated, week-long. I don't think there's been any tactics the first week. I think they will be now leading up to the pre-season. Just elongated uh, fitness test. They did the... Uh, is it a Gasson or a Ga- How do you reckon you say that name? Gacon test, is that it? A Gacon test. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I've not really heard of it, but so, everyone's but been... Chilwell aced, aced it. But apparently, he, he ran track at school. So on Twitter, we called him Ben Run Drillwell. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, yeah, I think some of these players won't know we hit him, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, hopefully we can just get... I mean... The, the squad profile, we've got lots of youth. Um, we can allude to it later. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about the lack of inexperience, especially in, in our acquisitions. Um, but they will be able to run, surely, because they're young, they're fresh-legged. There's no World Cup other than what, you know, there's no huge international stuff. They've had a break. And I think they'll be raring to go. So a lot of these players haven't had many minutes last year either for various reasons. So, yeah, I think it's, think it's all good. You know, I just had a look up, and the, the, the GACON method is players are required to run 125 metres within 45 seconds. Ooh. Upon completion, they give 15 seconds to rest, and then when those are t- when their 15 seconds are up, they repeat the run in the opposite direction back to the starting cone, but this time the distance has increased from by 6 metres to about 131. Wow. So I think it's like... Um, and that goes, on, that, that goes on, does it, for a little while? Yeah, I assume it's just a bit like the bleep test, maybe. I guess you just yeah. keep going until you, you're done. Um, yeah. So Chilwell doing well is quite good. I, I didn't know he was running track. 
Yeah, I heard he's that playing. somewhere. I don't know where I heard it. I'm not even track. He, he has got a bit. He's got an engine on him, sure. Well, to be fair, he gets up and down, doesn't he? So he does. Yeah. yeah. He, I, one thing I noticed when we watch him live, Chilwell, is when you're going on the pitch, he is so quick at getting back into yeah. position. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm... it's. I think it's good. I think it's important. Like I said last week, I think these guys are like gagging for it in a way that they want to like yeah, perform at the highest level. They want to be getting really fit and feel like they're, you know, a million dollars in terms of like they can run, they can out sprint people. So I think it's it's important. I think this guy's, this is a good start for Pochettino. I think this is exactly what we needed. So you'd love to see it really. I mean, with Lampard leaving, it's like the supply, you know, when you're in school and the supply teacher came in and now you've got the real deal. Under the supply yeah. teacher, you're not yeah. going to do much, are you? Gonna, you might respect him a bit, if, even if he was the best supply teacher in the world or he used to work for the school. When you get the proper teacher in the first day and drilling it, laying down the law, that sort of thing, this is good. And one of the things that Pochettino has done, as you can actually see when you watch the Chelsea training videos, there's two groups. So they're literally they're training on different pitches at Cobham. Um, and Callum Hudson-Odoi is in that second group, which I think about his Chelsea career and his history, and one of the best Cobham um, Academy graduates ever. It's brutal to put him in that, really. I mean, I know he's going to be leaving, but this is what Potter should have done. Um, Potter yeah. should have separated the groups when he had a large squad. He should have done some tough love. And that's what Pochettino is doing. He's saying, I'm sorry, you're not up to requirements. And I know there's certain players... We'll chat about later a certain uh, Mr. Lukaku who's coming back late, but he would be in the second group as well. If you're in or you're out, you know you can't you can't please everyone uh, in life, and especially at a high level football club. So again, he's, he's all smiles, Potch. He's being nice, but also behind the scenes, he's starting to show some tough love, and that's really important. I also think it's beneficial for him to have the whole preseason right to, so he can plan it yeah. from the beginning he's probably been probably been planning it for a while you know what week one's going to look like and then like what week two three four what's going to happen in the days yeah. um leading up to it how we're going to travel that kind of thing whereas i think not that potter was going to last really but i guess he was kind of thrown into it, lots of injuries and stuff so yeah. I, I he but he definitely could handle about it and, and i agree i think it's nice to see the second group it's good that there's a separation there's like a as, as bad as it feels for those people in that group, it's almost yeah. like a rewarding feeling in the opposite bit, right? For yeah, the, the people who are not in that group and they go, if, oh you're God, in, you're, you know, if you're in, you're in, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like an exclusive club almost. So, yeah, yeah it's good. And they're called yeah. the Bomb Squad, right? Those guys. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I'm, well, if Lukaku comes back, they should put him in goal, I think, uh, just, to <laughs> shoot, just to shoot balls at him. <laughs> <laughs> he can uh, be one of the cones. Well, shouting Viva, Viva Inter, or whatever, just whatever. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Also, I just want to touch on the press conference that happened last week. We're a bit, a bit late recording on this, but a few, few was it nearly a week ago. But you know, I, thought, I was really impressed by the, and I think, I mean, Twitter is not usually universal uh, in its praise, but it was of the press conference. I mean, everyone was impressed by him. He got the suit on, a little joke at the start, and uh, yeah, he was very confident. His English was actually better than I remember it being. I'm not sure he's been. I'm not sure if he used English in PSG or whatever, but definitely better than he was at Spurs. Obviously, been learning. So yeah, um, and one of the main things he said is that was brought out. One of the main clips of the main Sky Sports uh, newsreel was: <clears throat> in football, there is no patience. It's difficult to wait. You need to deliver from day one, and that is why. And that's uh, that's what we're going to do. It's about delivery from now. You you cannot tell people we'll be good. In, we need six months. You need to believe from the beginning. I just think that's quite refreshing. I think I mean clearly he's going to get time. I mean, if we like lose the first few games, it's, you know he's going to get time. And 
But he's showing that he's in a different environment than he has been before. He's not a Tottenham anymore. I don't think he wants to be a sort of aspiring kind of like, you know, uh, admirable project. He's in the Lions' den era, Chelsea. And although we've got a different approach, the pressure is the same. You know, we sacked two managers last year. So, you know, you've got to hit hit the ground running, unfortunately. That's just the way it is. And um, to acknowledge that and know in the back of his mind that he will be given time, but actually want to get going from the off, I think is a really positive thing. Yeah, I mean, we we have to you have to approach every game like you, you like you want to win it. I think that's yeah. that's who Chelsea is. That's the that's the culture the the fans will demand. You know, we're not you know some of those games towards the back end of last season where you almost were turning up as if it's like some sort of you know testimonial preseason match. Yeah, like the intensity has to be there. It has to be there all the time, regardless. So. It's good to hear him saying that, you know, we have to have a good start. I think, you know, and if, if he wins against Liverpool in the first game, you get like such a good feeling after that, like things are going to be really positive. Um, you know, there'll be a bit of a bounce. So it can all start really well for him, you know, and I think he'll, he won't be accepting, you know, drawing against Liverpool or losing. He'll be demanding a win. So, um, I mean, that's the impression I got from him. So, yeah, I mean, good. he's... He's a pr- pragmatic person, but Potter was too. I mean, you got you got to compare him to Potter because he was the last, you know, senior manager we had other than Lampard with a caretaker role. You know, in terms of, in terms of, um, Potter was more pragmatic. You know, we need time. You know, if clubs in transition. There's none of that. It's like you know, we need to believe. We need to win. Simple as that. And even in the back of his mind, he know he'll know he'll need time. He's know he's got a young squad. I think that's he's showing real. You know ambition and another quote that i really like was you know obviously there was a lot of questions about tottenham and half the questions were about tottenham because you know i'm proud of my past i'm not ashamed of it but my past is my past i'm now committed to chelsea the fans need to engage with the idea and the philosophy we can create so it's he's clearly saying that in his time at spurs he wasn't really a big talker in press conferences actually he often let the the players do the talking on the pitch and i think the the, the philosophy we create and the high tempo and the high energy and pressing I think that's what's going to get the fans on board, and that's what he's mm. alluding to there. So, like, well, like if, it's like anything. It's kind of a, it's almost like a bit of a silly thing. When you, even if you play, you play for a bad, you watch a bad football team. If you see him running and trying, you just like them a bit, bit more. You know, the worst thing yeah. about last year was that there was like, there was apathy, there was um, lethargicness in body language. There was like very, very talented players not at their best. That was the problem. That they just weren't trying. They weren't running. Um, you know, if if we lose to Liverpool, but you run your heart out, and maybe you win an XG, or you you lose two one, you know, to a Trent Worldy or whatever, it's fine. Like we don't mind that. You don't want to lose games, but if you lose a game, you lose it the right way. And I uh, remember his time at Spurs. I don't think Spurs under his time lost many games in terms of being outrun or out, you know, out sort of um, out efforted, I suppose you could call it. So yeah, um, I think that's the way he can win over the fans, even though obviously he's got the Spurs history. I think that'd be pretty quickly forgotten when you see everyone like closing down and just something that we just really need, lack last season. Yeah, pressing was really off last season, mm. and like it's fine to play a certain way if it works, but when it doesn't work, people will ultimately criticise you quite a lot, um, and you come under a lot of pressure, and then people will revert back to what did work. Yeah. Um, and say, you know, we should be doing that because that's what, that was what was good. Um, I think Pochettino definitely, if he sa- it sounds like we're going to be a high-pressing team, high-energy team, then yeah, that's going to be yeah. good. It's going gonna, it's to be good, like you said, in the outset for winning winning the fans over again because 
the fans are dejected a little bit from last season. Um, there's a case of, was it a blip or, or is this the, the level of the players? And, you know, you have to believe that the level of the players is, is, is much greater. And when they start running more and trying harder, that they'll hopefully come to, you know, some better results because in, in a good way, it will be better for, for us, but also it'll be kind of people wondering, well, where, where was this last year? Yeah, I mean, I personally, I mean, I, I've read his book, Brave New World, I've said it on the podcast, I've just finished it, actually, fantastic book. I mean, I, I don't really mind who used to be the Spurs manager. You're going to get a lot of crossover in football these days. I mean, we've just had a player go to Manchester United, a player go to Arsenal. Uh, I mean, we, we're running out of managers, though. Yeah, like, it's we a small can world. It's, it's a yeah. small world. It's a small we've world, sacked, yeah. like, pretty much every big manager that's knocking yeah. about. I mean, Mourinho went to Manchester United and didn't really damage his Chelsea and, and Tottenham and didn't really damage his Chelsea legacy too much. You know what I mean? So, I think um, it'll be different if he wins trophies at Chelsea. I think the Tottenham fans will be. Yeah, but that, that's it. Will be, it'll hurt a lot more, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously on the Tottenham end, they're, yeah, they're going to be you know sort of fuming about it. But from from my end, I, I'm just giving him a complete um, fresh slate and yeah, just. Yeah, the I don't think. Were... I, yeah, I agree. I don't feel like that. I don't feel like it's a big Tottenham thing at all. No, really. I mean, I, th- I think you get the match going fans are a bit stuck in it. They're a bit old in the t- stuck in the tooth. Whatever you say, they're a bit old school and go, "Oh, we got a Tottenham going." But I think when you see pl- like the the one player that Chelsea fans at the games, I, I actually they actually seem to enjoy the most at the games. I see was Conor Gallagher, and the reason mm-hmm. why he runs runs about like a headless chicken. He runs, 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 runs. And that you know, you get a standard ovation when he comes off. And even on a foot mob, he's got a six point four, and he's not particularly good on the ball. Uh, he wasn't last season anyway. The players who run always um, in football get uh, you know loved by the fans the most. The players who try, you know. So yeah. um, if everyone's trying, even if the results are patchy, it'll be fine. And I think results will be patchy. I still think that. I'm still concerned about the attack and. Uh, I don't think you can just turn a very low XG team and a very low attacking team into like a really solid top three team in one season. I, I, I think we'll need a very good defence next year because I can't see us scoring loads and loads of goals. But um, I, 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 I think the complete opposite. I think because yeah. we've completely changed our attack, I think the opportunity to improve dramatically has increased so much. I just like, think about players who... Yeah, go on, so think, go on. Sorry, if you think about like... Okay, if you play like a soup, oh, I know we haven't got Caicedo, but say Caicedo's there and then Enzo's playing a little bit further up, which he wouldn't have done last season, that's a big advantage. And Cuckoo's there, I think he's a better player than Mount or Havertz would have been in that position if you call him like a 10 um, in a way. I think Brozier is a better player than Havertz, or if it's Jackson, we don't know about him, but he's a bit of an unknown, or if we get another striker in. I think Sterling, we're, we're expecting him to play to a really high level. Um, and I think we'll see better performances this season from Madueke and Mudrick. So I think there's a lot I, to be excited about the attack. I think we'll score a lot like, more goals. I just don't know if we're going to score like two goals a game. I think we, I think we can. Uh, that's quite think... a lot for any team, though. I think if you think about like if I told you it was, you know, we hadn't sold anyone this year and it was going to be the same people from last year, I'd be like, yeah, it's going to be the same results, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, if you look at the, I mean, Man United came third. Uh, an example being that Man United came third last year with 58 goals, not many goals at all, but they only conceded 43. So I just think... Most of those were like Rashford as well, right? Yeah, right. So, I mean, to be honest, our defence was not bad last year. We only conceded 47, which sounds bad, but and we took a bit of a... At the end, we conceded 40 United when we were on the beach. I mean, I think 
if if the team was tighter and you know something to play for, I think the defense was generally fairly solid last year. But to score only thirty eight goals, it's just to double the amount of goals we scored last year is quite a big jump. I think we can get sixty seventy goals, but um, you need that area just to be competing in the top four. So uh, just we'll see how it goes. But I think whatever side of defense you are, whether the attack's going to be a lot better or we need a bit, we need a solid defense. They're all going to be running. They're all going to be trying, and if you don't run, you won't play. And it's simple as that. So, um, you, I think you'll get dropped if you don't run. Basically, uh, I think that's the way I'll do it. And I think so, that's the way you did it before. Everyone has to buy in. If you don't buy in, you're out. So, it's really, an inner, it's kind of an in or out mentality, it's like the club. So, yeah, I think that's a good, good vibes. That's good though. And as long as you build that through like a core as well, like yeah. through not maybe like a spine, but like a, a group of people who are like constantly curvy, there. Curvy spine these days. <laughs> yeah. But like if you have like James Silver, you know, Enzo, um, and Kunku, like if you get like a really, you know, five or six players who are like always there and demanding it on the pitch as well, like it becomes yeah. almost like when you get on the pitch, but like when you watch Man City. Like they demand it off each other. That's what that's you know. Those are the most successful teams. They're not all waiting to be told off by Pochettino or uh, Pep in that instance. Yeah. Right. Let's. Uh, obviously, we've had a, a couple of people leave last last week who sent controversial. Well, not controversial. Contrasting videos. Maybe. Um, we'll just touch on this quickly because it did happen last week. But obviously, Mason Mount left, and he he gave some. Um, I assume it was him. Looked like some sort of robotic AI giving a goodbye speech. Uh, and then Aspie left, and, and I think that was quite a tearful one. Not sure I brought myself to watch all of it. No, um, I did. It was tough, though. It was tough watch. Yeah, it was. You could really feel like he was almost leaving his family and you yeah, know moving yeah. abroad or something. So he'll be back. He'll be back. Yeah, I hope so. I think we'll see him. I think he'd definitely be a coach when he's older, and he could definitely have a role at Chelsea at some point. An ambassador, at least. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, just, just talking about Mount, I know sometimes uh, people make a statement to the police and they need to make some sort of retraction. <laughs> Last week, <laughs> I was pretty heavy in my praise of Mason Mount. and uh, I'm not saying that's changed. I think there was a time when he was Mr. Chelsea, loved the club. But you have to say that some of the stuff that come out, I mean, him and his dad talking in the Manchester United dressing room, the statement where it was bleach. But I think he did a statement during the Bournemouth away game. <laughs> I mean, it was so long ago. Uh, it does change your perception of him. I mean, there's a lot going on. I think Chelsea dropped the ball, letting him go with the contract, but that's another issue. But to see that, it's not good. And um, I think I wasn't going to boo him. But to be honest, I think if you're in the ground and you're in that cauldron and we go 1-0 down or something, or I can see him getting booed by people like me even. So... Um, yeah, I think yeah, I think his love affair with Chelsea's over to be honest. Yeah, as I said last week, it never gets better. The more stuff that comes out, I just never it can never get better for him. No, no. It's, um, no. Yeah, it's uh, anyway. Yeah, we you, have, to... have you seen that he's uh, in the last couple of hours? He's played a pre-season friendly for um, <laughs> yeah, Man United. And he was trying to be Beckham, and he was more like Steve Bruce in a Masters match. You know, they say just basically <laughs> just, just booing the ball off, trying to take all the free kicks through on goal. Uh, looks like I need to get in the training pitch, mate. Been a uh, bit on the socials too much, mate. Been in the been in the contract and negotiating rooms too much. So uh, better get back to what you're good at. I mean, I think he'll be a good player for Manchester United. But um... also another he's, thing is like he's a good player, Mount. You have to say he is a good player, and I'm sure he'll have a good period of time. But 
you know, as, we, as we, 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 we will said, miss him. We will miss him. Yeah, he's, he's a nice guy. We just spoke five minutes talking about pressing. I mean, he's an unbelievable presser. So um, we really could have done with that. And we had, we probably had to dip into the transfer market to replace him as well. Um, but uh, yeah. And a contrast to that, Aspie, just, yeah, just fantastic. Wonderful servant for the club. We touched on it last week. But yeah, just just a really, just a Chelsea legend. And they, I mean, we put on our Twitter account, Eat Sleep Chelsea. We've got 1,200 followers now. If you could support us for a growing social media influence and podcast but if you could support us that'd be great and give us some follows and some listens but yeah basically we said that um you know maybe we should build a statue and some people are like whoa a statue for Aspie but yeah I mean when you look at Aspie's career he's up there with the Terry's and the Lampards I mean he won everything he played nearly as many games as the he played 500 games for the club um I don't see he, he ticks every box for legends fantastic off the pitch fantastic pro and I saw Reese James's dad was saying that Reese James like followed him as like a father, like a big brother or a father. He, he said to him, "Follow everything he does. He's the, he's the person you want to aspire to." And you know, he Aspie took Reese under his wing. That's the kind of players you want at your club, and they're really rare these days. So um, you have oh, to yeah. appreciate, you have to appreciate players like that when they go. Because if you look at our current squad, other than Silver, we need players to stay at the club five, eight, ten years. So you, Aspies don't come very often. Like once every once in a lifetime almost. So, um, yeah, fantastic player. Yeah, I saw that uh, interview he did. I think it was Goldberg, Alex Goldberg's. Mm-hmm. I was talking to him, but yeah, yeah, like, you know, watch what he does, how he conducts himself. Yeah. You know, Reese, you know, you should be following in Aspie's footsteps in that way, like how he goes about his training, that kind of thing. It's good to see because, like, like I said, he's, he's quite unique to seeing people like that. And I guess we've not really bought into people and kept them for that long that they can really be like that in our team. So maybe this is the beginning of that in the future for us. Um, yeah. And maybe someone will come through who's like that. So it's great to see. And yeah, it'll be, uh, it's, I mean, it's, to be honest with you, be, at least he doesn't have to be selected at right back now. And James, no, I mean, so. it was <laughs> it's funny. It's like Craig said on the pod, you're like, you forget players, what they were like in their prime. I mean, we yeah, yeah. we were joking that you know, you know, like you know, you wheel him out to the game. That you, you, you know, he'd be on the uh, state. What it was when people, old people's home, sort of thing. But like, honestly, in his prime, he was world class. So, oh yeah, world eleven at times, both sides of the pitch as well. We feel he played left back for a season. We won the league. Um, yeah, and you know, we've talked about and he. He did that really good link up for Morata. Every time he crossed him, Morata would put it in. So, uh, probably... yeah, that was wild, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe if we got Morata, kept Morata for longer, then Aspie would have even prolonged <laughs> his career. But, um, yeah, fantastic. And in his prime, it's unbelievable. And even out of his prime at the end, it, I mean, even last summer, he signed the contract when probably he didn't want to because Chelsea wanted to, you know, he wanted to stay at the club and they wanted some experience there. Probably one of the moves. So, he sacrificed, you know, so he's put his development as a player to kind of help the club. So, Everything you want in the captain, etc. So yeah, fantastic. Definitely, definitely statue worthy. Oh yeah, I don't see. I mean, if he's not worthy of a statue, I don't know who he is. I mean, why? <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. So yeah, definitely. All right. Well, hopefully that's the last we ever have to talk about Mason Mount. Um, yeah. Good news is until the Man United preview. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, the good news is we have a new kit. Uh, we have a brand new kit that's launched. We don't have a sponsor. Um, obviously, there's some issues we ran into with Stake.com where the fans kind of said that they weren't happy because it was a betting sponsor because obviously the betting sponsors are going to be cancelled out in a couple of years' time and they won't be allowed. And then we had the Paramount Plus 
um, deal lined up, which was blocked by the Premier League. Yeah. I saw reports say they were going to have to drop our price um, for how much um, we, we want to get in for the, the sponsor. Yeah, I think, I think they're going to drop it to like 30 million or something. So, yes, yeah, um, it's frustrating for them I mean, probably, but maybe that's... I don't know what it usually is, I guess 50 or so, but yeah, we're going to have to just drop it. So that'll be a revenue. I think it was 40. I don't yeah. think it was as much as 50. Um, yeah, so I assume it'll be quite a, I don't know if it'll be like maybe quite a short term sponsor then for 30 million, probably. Yeah. Um, I, know we got a Mar- was... I know we got a Marn Air. So I don't know if that's going to be like a Trivago deal where they sponsor maybe the training kits and stuff or maybe on the sleeve. But we have got a sponsorship with the. Um, I, I think that's know. just a partnership. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's a few mil a year. So, yeah. Um, just a quick thing on the kit because um, before I get your thoughts on it but it's a, it's a really nice kit in my opinion but yeah, it's been inspired it. from the 1997-98 um, season yeah. obviously it's in homage to Gianluca, Gianluca Viali who passed away um, who we love on the pod as you can hear from our intro Yeah, um, you can hear his name being chanted um, we won a lot under, under Gianluca I think talked about uh, UEFA Cup we, Winners' Cup. Was, uh, we won the Cup Winners' Cup, didn't we? So, yeah, it's it's like, a really cool kit, the nine seven ninety eight kit. If you haven't seen it, check it out. And this new kit, I I it's growing on me. I, I love it every day. I see it. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, t- talking to my mates, I I mentioned that there's going to be no sponsor on our kit, and they're like, "Wow, I love that." You know, so that, that, it's just a big thing to have not just have a pure. It's a really nice kit. It's a nice fit. I like the um. The blue, yellow, and white trim. I remember when I was about 12 and I had that kit. It's just nice, to be honest, in this sort of corporate world where, you know, you've got this big, like, we all live in this corporate world, like, rat race, where, like, there's all these, like, consumerism everywhere. Some big old, like, kind of the free thing was kind of ugly. Just this big commercial thing. You won't have it on the front. It's just a pure Chelsea shirt. You know, you've obviously mm. got Nike. But the nice tick, the Nike tick's quite nice. It's just, you can just wear it without a sponsor and have it as a Chelsea shirt. And I think... It comes out on August the 16th. I think it'd been one of the quickest selling Chelsea shirts ever than non-sponsored one. I mean, I want one. I, I, oh, very, yeah. I very rarely buy kits. I mean, the last time, I think my dad bought me the kit about five years, uh, the shirt about five years ago. Not the kit, like when I'm a kid getting the socks on and all that. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but with the um, with this shirt, I definitely would like it. And I think a lot of people would be the same. So I think it's been one of the most popular shirt kit. I think it'll fly out the stores. And uh, yeah, it's a nice kit. Very nice. Really nice. I agree. I think it's probably one of the best kits I've seen in yeah. you know for a long time. I think yeah. it's really nicely made. Um, you don't see. It's funny. I got a mate, uh, Arsenal fan, and he messaged me. He's like, "Oh, you got a nice kit this year." Yeah. He's out of the blue. So, yeah, you know, even other other fans are um, other people recognise it's a nice kit. So, good good job, I think, for Nike. For One the first deal. time in a long time. Yeah, yeah. First time for everything. One thing mm-hmm. I did find funny was Havertz was actually in the photo shoot. Uh, I think I think yeah. they um, I think they photoshopped him out. But he was sitting there on the fringe of the picture, just like he sits in the fringe of games, you know, just grumpy on the <laughs> fringe, just get him out. So yeah, but yeah, um, it was good. And I think it'd be cross generational this kit because with the uh, obviously kits are mainly aimed at like you know the younger demographic, you know the. Five-year-olds to fifteen-year-olds, they always want a kit. That's when you usually wear your kit when you're younger, obviously. Um, but yeah, I think like even you know some old-school uh, fans or t- people who went to the game in Copenhagen that night, I think it'll really be a big seller, and I think they'll have to make a lot of them because I think you know I think a lot of fans will want that kit. So yeah, yeah, agreed. Kit, 
Yeah, fingers are going to be great good. stuff. Look forward to, yeah, look forward to seeing it in action soon. I guess I'll pay for a striker. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, quick, quick little bit uh, tidbit is uh, England have won the un- uh, under twenty one European Championships. Yeah, um, we had three players involved in the whole tournament. Um, two players for England: uh, Colwell and Madueke. Um, Madrid was the other guy who was. I think Ukraine got to the semis against Spain and and went out, but. Um, good little workout, good little tournament, and some positive stuff we saw from. I think especially Colwell and Madrid. I think they were both shone yes. quite heavily in the tournament. So good signs. Yeah, I, I think it's a good time. We're doing Craig here as well. I think it's a good time to talk about Levi Colwell. There's been a lot of speculation that I don't know if you saw an Instagram video afterwards where Madueke was saying, "No, you're going to come back," and he looks a bit sheepish. Well, I mean, there's been. Widespread speculation that Cole Will is not 100% massively happy at Chelsea until, until he gets guarantees he's going to get starting time. I just think that you've got to be a bit careful with Chelsea of that club in, in with that stance. He did not play every game for Brighton last year. I think he got about 1,300 minutes. You know, sometimes he was getting, um, he was on the bench and Adam Webster was being played. You can't just, Cole Will was a fantastic player, a fantastic prospect, really, really good player now. But you can't just walk into the team. Especially when you've got um, Badia Shill there. I'm not saying he shouldn't start games, but we've got five very good centre-backs, even Trevor Shadover. So in this terms, I think you just need to be a little bit careful, Chelsea, and go, yeah, we're going to give you a new contract, but you've got to be also, you've got, you've got to earn it. There's a little bit of, I'm going to stroll into the team, maybe because we were bad last season. I mean, if we won the league last season, I don't think he'd have the same attitude, you know. So I think he's just going to be, you know, wonderful player, but he's got a fist fight for that position at the centre-back. So uh, just something to think about. But in terms of his attributes, wonderful player. Um, really good on the ball. Um, so, yeah, got everything, really. But still got to earn your place in the team for me. That's my little... little thing yeah, I to... don't know if it was about starting. I, I think it was about, you know... I think there was a big issue, from what was reported, there was a big issue last year with how he was treated by Tuchel. It's almost like he wanted to just not even recognise who he was almost and like, mm. you know, throw him away, get him, you know, get him on loan. We'll, we'll sort him out later. I think he thought he was good enough at that point. I think he thought he was, you know, good enough to earn some sort of minutes. He got loads of minutes at Brighton. He did, he was part of that deal as well, right? For uh, Kukurea. Yeah, fortunately we didn't sell him. Yeah, because there was a whole thing about, you know, the. I think Tuchel, I think the club and Tuchel were kind of like, uh, you know, they want, Brighton wanted the the, the buy clause. And I think the club were like, mm, not sure about that. Um, but it, it was good. Obviously, it's, it's great. I think he just needs that confirmation from Poch and he's happy with that relationship. Yeah. I don't think it's about like, I want to start every game. Um, you know, he, he only playing. played 17 times in the league last year. 1,200 yeah, minutes. Not, not, not much. I mean, we're definitely guaranteeing that, I think. So. Well, that's it. I think he just, because obviously he what he doesn't want to do is you know, he plays, he probably, you know, he plays maybe as a bad game and then he's ousted for long periods of time. I think he probably wants to, you know, are you going to give me a chance to play well? Are you going to give me an opportunity to, to show you what I can do? There's a chance I might have a bad game. There's a chance, you know, things might not always go right for us. You know, if you put him in against Man City, he's probably going to have a worse time than if he's playing against Luton. So I think it's about giving him an opportunity and I, I think his contract's not up for a couple of years. So, um, I think he's definitely going to stay this season at least, um, and I think he'll he'll get some lot of good minutes, and hopefully he can be part of pushing us up the table. And I think if he does that, 
and he's happy, then I think he'll probably stay. I'd be surprised if they get the contract sorted this summer, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's sorted next year. Yeah, um, I mean, I've got a bit. I've got we've got a bit of a research department here on ESCR. I have some people who send me some stats and some pizza charts. We call them for the XG for not the XG, but for the sort of the uh, maths of the game. And he's actually, do you know which Liverpool defender he is most equally, he's most uh, readily compared to stats wise. Is it going to be Van Dijk or is that too Van Dijk. It's Van Dijk. Uh, okay, nice. The aerial wins, very, very similar. Aerial percentage wins. XG build-up, which is a big one, obviously. Carl Will, I don't know if you saw that clip. Well, there's this big thing with Brighton last year that he would put his foot on the ball and draw the press. Um, and basically, he put his foot... Brighton do a lot of that. They put their foot on the ball, draw the press, so they can play through them. Um, I think we'll see a lot of that. Silver does that as well. Um, and passing is... So, no wonder Liverpool are after him because maybe they're looking for a... Van Dijk replacement, but yeah, um, fantastic player. I just think we're very, very heavily stacked in that department. Um, I think uh, with Fafana, I think we actually put him as I think it was flop of the season last year, and I, I think the was. I do regret that a bit. I think Fafana's going to be great. I think Fafana's going to turn it around. Um, I think under Poch, he'll, he'll do really well. We returned to training today, Wesley Fafana. So, and you got Silver, obviously, and um, yeah, so Silver's going to be made captain. So. Very likely. So, yeah, I'm just saying, I don't think that, you know, he's just going to walk into the team. But, yeah, clearly a player we need to keep and prioritise for the future. Absolutely, yeah. I think he's he's got, he's got as, you, as you mentioned, some fantastic attributes. And he looks really good on the ball, like comfortable. Yeah. He can defend. I think that's it's almost second nature to him a little bit. I mean, it's different. There's a different level at Chelsea in terms of the expectations, how, you know, how you're playing on the pitch. You, you have to win every game. It's yeah. different when you're, you know, not that Brighton didn't win every game, but, you know, if Brighton came 10th last season, no one would really care. Whereas if Chelsea don't qualify for the top four, there's going to be a lot of media attention, a lot of pressure that all comes in. So it's a, it's a different kind of um, situation. Chelsea need to learn the lesson a little bit when it comes to um, Tomori and Gahey. I mean, whatever you think of those players, we could have just kept those players and not had to. I mean, we probably might not have to spend the 80 million on Wesley Fofana if we just prioritise Mark Gahey, for instance. So, like, there's been players, we got money for them, but there's been players that I think we could have kept and could have developed and it could have been very good. I mean, Mark Gahey, I think, was going to be a very, very good player. I think he'll return to a top four, top six club in the next year or two. Very good player. So, um, we did get some, some money for him, but, and obviously for Tomori, but. Yeah, just something to learn, Chelsea to learn their lesson, just to sort this and to just sort this out, sort the contract thing out early, and just not have this speculation. And especially with the the, fr- the fresh wound of the Mount thing, I think just get it sorted and just get it swept under the rug. Don't want loads of contract speculation about our Coven youngsters, really. I think I feel like we're in a better place to sort it at the moment. I feel like there's a yeah. clear direction, so I'm confident they'll they'll get this one sorted. Well, a player we don't have to worry about the contract because I think his contract's still like twenty. 45 or something. I think he's got the long contract. It's Madueke, isn't it? I think he had the long contract, didn't he? So, um, I think they all do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, with with Nonny, what do you think? I think I, I love this guy. I mean, I love this guy. And uh, he's just such a positive person off the pitch. I saw, we saw on, tw- on Twitter today, he was already back in training, um, training with himself on a, I don't know where he was, but like, just sh- do shooting drills, doing running deals, drills by himself. Just fantastic pro. Really, really good progressive runner. Um, can hold on to the ball even better than maybe Bukayo Saka hasn't got the the what you're looking for is the final third. I don't think he's as good as Saka. I think a progressive runner. I think he's up there, and I think he's a lot stronger than Saka. 
I honestly no. think this kid has got everything. I'd... He's, Saka, I, Saka, I think, mate, Saka is absolutely fantastic. I think Saka is a much better finisher and a better, better crosser. But progressive running, I think Nani can really carry it the whole pitch. And he can guard the ball better than Saka. That's the main thing. Um, probably in a year or two, we'll see Madureke compared to Saka quite a lot, to be honest. But I think this kid is, he needs 2,000 minutes this year for me, 1,500 minutes. Needs a lot of minutes. I'm not sure how many goals and assists he's going to get. I mean, I've said before he's going to get outrageous numbers. I think his final final ball needs work, but very, very excited about his kid. The hype is real for me. I haven't been hyped about a Chelsea attacker for a long, long time. I really think good. he's going to be really, really good for us, Madueke. I think he's going to be one of those players that stays for a long time. I think he's going to be someone who works really hard. I think he's going to leave everything on the pitch. I, th- I think... I think there's going to be a lot of games with him where he's going to be frustrated. Um, frustrating, you mean? Sorry? You mean frustrating or frustrating? Like you mean? Uh, I think, no, as in he'll be frustrated because he, he, won't, he won't be able to get past his man maybe or have to come in. I'd, I'd like to see him, I think I spoke, we've spoken about this, but I think he just takes too many touches on the ball. Yeah, that, that, is, and that, that, is, that is something he needs to stop. But yeah. When I, someone I, does that on the ball for me, when they're spending that much time on the ball, there's a clear lack of like a picture in their head of what they're trying to do. And I get a bit worried when I see that generally with people. Not that it's like a bad very, thing. That's him. very, very common with young players though. And they, they usually grow out of it. So like Saka would often do that, maybe take more time. I mean, when you, I've watched Pekai Saka quite a lot early when he played Europa League for Arsenal when he was similar. Like he would, he's developed that killer instinct that he's got. So um, I think that can be developed and uh, and trained a lot like Mudrik actually. Like I think these players can be developed as long as we've got the raw attributes. See, I, think it. Mudrik, I think Mudrik's further along than Madueke. Um, I think if you and I've said this before, I think if you watch Mudrik, he does have that picture in his head. He's he's when he's doing something, he's doing it very deliberately because he understands where people are going to be. There was a time in the Euro. 21. I think if you watch one of his assists where he just he boots the ball from like almost the halfway line and it lands on that guy's foot. Like that's un- that, no one's really doing that. Like that was that's an unbelievable assist. It was a good assist, very good assist. I would say that I Nani think... is te- technically a better player. I think Madrid in two or three areas is elite, but I think they're both very good. I think I think they can both they're both very raw. They're both very inexperienced. And that's why I'm a little bit, in terms of the attack, in terms of G slash A, you might not get what you want, but you're going to get a lot of excitement, a lot of dribbles, getting the crowd up. Very frustrating at times, but both very, very good players in two or three years that could be elite players, I think. I think that's what we're looking at. Yeah, I think they're both going to be really good. <clears throat> I think we need to. they need to play. They didn't play enough last I think, year. I think they might develop, I mean, with Sterling, I think they might develop a bit of, um, I don't know how to compare it to, you know, like Trent and Robertson either side. They might get a bit of a relationship. They might swap wings and stuff like that. Like, it'd be good to get that sort of camaraderie, a bit of competition, a bit of like, you know, I, I've got more assists than you, that sort of thing. Like, that competition's good, you know? So, like... You know, they might be counting their goals and assists together. They're both young wingers. They're going to be compared to lot. They're going to be fist fighting for minutes. It's great. So, um, very good players. And, um, I mean, Mudrik, there was an assist that he got. I mean, his pace is electric. Um, but we do have to see it with both of them at, in the Premier League. It's no good doing it under 21s, where you get a lot of space on the ball. 
Um, we need to see it in tight spaces and when they're getting pressed and when they're getting booted around and when they're getting fouled and when the people are saying in their ear that giving them stick and all that, that's a premiership, you know, it's a Premier League, sorry. So we need to see that and hopefully by Christmas we'll, they've got a good few goals and assists each and they're kicking on, but let's see. Yeah, hopefully more than a few. Yeah, well, let's see. Um, right, let's talk about the fire sale because we are still selling, selling, selling. And we got rid of um, one of one of one of America's greatest exports, uh, Christian Pulisic. He's gone finally. The American Messi. He's finally gone. Twenty million euros, and he's gone to AC Milan to join um, Ruben uh, Loftus Cheek. So finally, he's gone. I'm sure we'll get another book out of the saga of his transfer. But um, I think that's a fantastic sell for us. Um, yeah. I I think. He was looking really good at one point, Pulisic, when he first joined, but I don't know, he was just never really... He never really got going, and I don't know. I, he never really warmed then to the fans. He kind of came on, he was very poor, gave the ball away a lot, injured a lot, so never really worked out for him, unfortunately. Yeah, I think he'll do well, though. I think he will do well. Yeah, I think he, he could do well. If he, gets, well. if he gets a really stable period, I think he will deliver for them, but yeah. maybe he'll get another chance to go to like, a... No, he doesn't really play... Um... Not the AC Milan, not a big team. So. Say AC Milan, the fantastic player left wing, the one we were after. What's his name? His oh, name. Rafael Liao. It's in his position, so let's see. But anyway, um, we've got eight down first-teamers. Um, Pudusic, Jones, Havertz, Mount, Kovacic, Kante, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Koulibaly and Mendy. So eight down. I mean, with Pudusic leaving, they'll be, late, they'll be saving a lot of money on the paper for all the sick notes he left around the place. I mean... The guy was, I mean, he's finally pulled a sickie in the long term. We'll never be back. The longest, the long-term sick leave. But all jokes aside, I think every podcast or every thing probably has a bit of a scapegoat. I think we do scapegoat Pulisic a little bit, but he's a classic. Sometimes in FPL, when you look at a player, like they have this kind of approach of the eye test and the stats. Stats-wise, he's pretty good. I think progressive running is really good. Progressive passing is pretty good. He's got a goal and assist every 170 minutes, even with his regression as a Chelsea player. But on the, the, the eye test, man, the eye test was just sick, like terrible sometimes. Just like throwing his arms up, not, not really trying, just getting... The main thing was physicality off the ball, weak on the ball, lots of mistakes. It's very, very inconsistent. And I think there's this narrative around Pulisic that he wasn't given a chance. I think that's half true, but... I remember six or seven games under Lampard and he didn't get a goal and assist in the, in the second season and just, yeah, just poor. I mean, I'm, to be fair, maybe we could have had a better manager, but he was living off that lockdown period for a while, to be honest. If you, don't, if you take that out of that first electric bit, looked amazing, looked like the new Hazard maybe, but um, yeah, we wish you all the best to Christian, but definitely not. It's frustrating as well. Like, I'm sorry, it's frustrating when he plays that well for America and not for us. It's, it's frustrating. So um, I think that just shows you that he is a good player, Pulisic. Like when he's when he's playing in a team where you know probably the quality isn't as high as it is in in. I, I think there, I think there is an inter, an international and anti-tax. I think looking better. I think it's better, easier to the better international level. Personally, I think there's less pressing. You get more time on the ball. You're generally playing weaker opponents, especially in the qualifiers. Um, I think there's a reason why some players are really good for the country and not good in the league. And I think it's because league football, club football, is more intense and, to, in my opinion, maybe of a higher standard because the teams are better coached, 
There's more pressing, more intensity, etc. So obviously the quality overall is better in international footballs because they're all internationals. But I think the actual tactics and uh, and whatnot, um, all the elite managers usually uh, go to club level now, not to. Um, I mean, Gareth Southgate is a you know he's a good manager, but he's, he wouldn't say he's an elite tactician. Um, so you, you he, not had, sure. he had his uh, he had his Mbappe plan, didn't he, in the works for about yeah, yeah. five years, which came to fruition. When yeah, I mean, you, you wouldn't see like Gareth Southgate going to like a uh, Man City, for instance. It may be like a uh, Tottenham or something, but I just think that. It's frustrating when players are lauded for looking really good at international level and just for us and they turn up and they look like a I don't know, like a championship winger basically. So um that's that. Kinda of don't let the don't let the door hit you on the way out a little bit, slash good luck and see you later. Absolutely. Um another person who has left, um Barbara Rahman, one of the Chelsea legends. Uh, has had his contract terminated because I think he had a year left and then just got mutually agreed to get rid of it and then now he's joined. You uh, said pack, it, mate. Pack, pack your bags. Pack your uh, bags, yeah. The emotional blows keep on coming this summer. I mean, it's, it's you know, you, you just get over Aspie and then Baba Rama leaves. I mean, it's just, I didn't just, see his video. Did he not put a video? Put a video I don't know. You, you just need to mentally dis- dissociate and emotionally dissociate a little bit. Sometimes you've just got to put the phone down and just forget, go for a walk and just forget all these legends of leaving the club. There's a big hole in the club and... Uh, but yeah, so GG um, to Babaram and uh, and he, I'm kind of one of the last warriors of the old the old Chelsea loan system. I feel I don't yeah. think we're gonna have loads of these players are here for like loan and loan and loan. I mean, we might do with the young players with the multi club model, but I don't think we're gonna have like the Bakayokos and the Ramas of the world anymore. I think we're gonna have players who I mean, Babaram will be playing for if he came in now, he'd be playing for Strasbourg, right? So Chelsea got a bit of a better plan how to use these loanees and the loan army, so. Kind of the We've, one of the, the the seven loan places that we do have, I think internationally, um, yeah. was taken up by Double D for Farner, David Datro for Farner, who's loaned, yeah. loaned himself uh, to Union Berlin, who who are a really great team in the, in the Bundesliga, a really fun team to watch. Um, I think he'll, I think he's a good fit. I think he'll do really well. Is there. he the only Chelsea player to have Champions League football this year? Uh, well, Lukaku. We'll do right if he if he joins into. Well, I don't think loan. he'll do. We'll talk about Lukaku <laughs> next, but um, um, yeah, I mean for for Dacho Fafana, we didn't see a lot of him. He looked good in that first half against Southampton before we got beat. Less um, than ninety minutes, I think. Yeah, looked pretty good to be honest, and then the YouTube stuff looks good. So um, just need to get just I think just get some football going. Um, see what develops next year. Might be difficult for a pathway. It really depends what. I'm mean, let's be honest. It really depends what Jackson and Brozier like. If Jackson and Brozier smash it up this year, it's going to be tough for him. But I don't get the feeling that Jackson and Brozier are going to light the world on fire this year. To be completely honest, we'll see. But um, I think we could see him again at the club, and uh, he's got a lot of hype. Good player, look pretty good. So a lot of attributes. So yeah, good luck. I think the point of these these loans that we are going to do, probably more so for the under twenty ones, where I believe it's unlimited loans for under 21, so right. there's no rules for those guys, which is why our strategy exists the way it does, where we're buying younger players and lend them out. Yeah. Um, but Fafana's obviously over that age. So I think with him, I think it's all about generating up his value as well. So, you know, they're looking to get him in the right place to, to get him. If they are, if, you know, if he does come back and there's no place for him, you know, we want to make sure we get some money back on him as well. So it's, uh, it's an exercise. Yeah. Um, right. We've got four players who potentially need to be removed from the club. Um, we'll start with Romelu Lukaku, who um, 
the situation at the moment is he <laughs> he's desperate as always as he has been since he really joined to get his move to winter. Um, he does. It sounds like he does have a offer on the table from Saudi, which he's just really yeah. not interested in doing. And he just wants to go to Inter, and Inter are basically trying to fork up forty billion in some sort of weird and wonderful way. It's it's a long saga, but he's got till I think seventeenth of July he has to report back Lukaku. Um, and if he's going to be a Chelsea player, then contractually he needs to be there. But I think he's desperate to get his sword, his move sword before then. Um, what do you think of that? I mean, there's a couple. There's a, there's a lot of things I think about Lukaku. I think at the moment there's a Milan-wide. I mean, this sound might sound a bit elitist. A Milan-wide get down the back of the couch and get as many coppers as you can to pay for Lukaku. I mean, they're saying that the Milan are broke. I mean, they just have a deep run in the Champions League. I'm sorry if you could. Uh, they're they're doing silly things like twenty nine plus eleven, like uh, twenty nine million plus eleven. Why just not do thirty plus ten? I don't. I don't. I don't understand. Like. If you can afford thirty million, you can afford forty. I'm sorry, you can get the money from someone. They just sold Anana. So, I guess all their all their money is absolutely tied up in that that new stadium. I know they've right? got a lot of owner issues, and I think they have a new owner. And there's a lot. Of, and look, Chelsea, they've got to fund this whole new stadium, right? Between the yeah, both of yeah, them. yeah, exactly. And like you know, Chelsea have like I said last week, Chelsea have always been a rich club. I know you've got to dig around for the pennies, but it's just. I think they've got a lot of Champions League money and I think they've got assets they can sell and I think they're just trying to shortchange us a little bit and use the... I think they're leveraging us that they know that basically he's going to be like the new Courtois, but he's not going to... T- I know his training's been delayed to the 17th or the 15th or something like that. Um, sorry, the 17th, he um, return. But he he will not come to Cobham. So, and they're going to leverage that. And they're, they're, trying, to, they're trying to fasten up the sale like that. And in terms of like, I think he's one of the worst Chelsea signings of all time. But you can't count it because I don't think he ever left Inter Milan, to be honest. I mean, it's shocking. Like, what? it's shocking. What, the interview's shocking. His attitude's shocking. I remember when when we beat Arsenal 3-0 away. I didn't go to the game. But you, there was a camera on Sky Sports. And the Chelsea fans were singing, Roma, Roma, Lou, Roma, Lou, Lukaku. All 3,000, 4,000 strong in his first game. Clapping him can't say he didn't get the love. He, if that guy's about all about getting the love and respect. No one just respected you at Chelsea. And now you're completely disrespecting the club. Shocking professional. Shocking. I, I want him fun. So, one, I just don't want him near the young players. Don't want him stinking up the dressing room with his terrible attitude. Just get him out of the club ASAP. That's my, that's I think the little... club are doing a really great job here by not allowing yeah. the loan and by forcing the Oh, they definitely don't allow a loan. What, what are you going to do? Loan him for... He's not a car, like car rental. But you can't just... You've got to buy the car eventually. Just don't don't loan him. I mean, we can't swear on the pod, but like these Milan clubs, they t- they take the pee a bit with what you know. The I heard that they were in for Carney with a loan with an option to buy. Are they mad? Like it's just silliness. So you can we know we've got to sell him, and Pochettino won't want him around. But you know when when he's valued at forty and you're offering twenty three, come on, let's be serious here. So. If you're going to come to the table with a serious offer, let's do business. Not with this rubbishness. So yeah, yeah. We, I think he's. Have you ever played, have you played FIFA? You know, with Mark, yeah. Gold, you know, Mark Goldbridge and FIFA. It's like, right, we value the player at seventy million, and then they go, all right, I'm going to offer you Baba Rahman and ten million. That's basically it. Like, they're, just, <laughs> they're giving us like ter- just just walk away, just walk away. Don't even don't offer him a coffee. Don't offer him some biscuits. 
you can go to the toilet if you want in the in in the academy or whatever. Just got just we we'll do business. No niceties. Just get the deal done. Just sick of this saga. It's almost as bad as Mason Mountsar. Every time of the car, just get him gone. So yeah, annoying. Absolutely. And we've got Aubameyang, yeah. who's kind of. I think Aubameyang is very likely going to go to Saudi at some point in the window. I think yeah. yeah. Um, we've got Ziyech who. I think it's all collapsed with the Saudi thing now. Yeah, I mean, completely. I think there's another club. I don't if it they all start with Al. Um, I don't remember the other club, but I think there's another club possibly in for him. Um, yeah, I don't know if Hakim. He posted on his Instagram that you know he took a picture of his legs and he went neither the. I think he's disputing that like the the validity of the medical because obviously he didn't feel like he was injured. So I think they're trying to lowball him for the wages maybe. Um, yeah. But. I don't know if Hakeem. I mean, he might hang around. I mean, he might be doing vibes and flicks and chicks of Cobham next year and kicking the ball out, but then the next minute kicking in the top corner. You never know with Hakeem. So, um, let's see. I don't think he'll be at the club next season, but there's literally... It's been 10 days since they fell through and there's been no traction for him. And I don't think it's going to be a ton of traction for him, especially when it's not ideal when you've got a player who I think is known to have a bit of a challenging personality and also is, is injured. So, not really yeah. a great selling point, really. So, we might be stuck with him, to be honest. Mm, I'm after, I, I hope he's not. He's quite unlucky, maybe, but in a certain way. Oh, moves, like but... and by the way, people don't. People, if his attitude in games are good. He does run, he does try. He, I think he's not a great press ball, but even lazy. There's perception he's a lazy. He's not. He's just, he's just a bit more of a different type of player. Um, but still, a wonderfully talented player that I actually wouldn't mind. Attribute-wise, in the squad, a bit of experience, but probably not a good idea. But anyway, um, Hudson Adoy is the only, is the other one who um, who's who's going to go. We, we kind of spoke a little bit about him, but yeah, he'll be he'll be shipped off. I think there was Lazio. I think were a club that were touted to be interested in him. It came out today, so yeah, um, maybe uh, Sari will. Uh, but although, to be honest, like, Lazio were linked with Loftus-Cheek for, like, three years. I think it's just the lazy media links of, like, Sarri used to manage him sort of thing. Like, that, happen- yeah. that often happens. I think it's quite likely that he'll go from a club that will finish between 18th and 11th in the, in the league this year, like a Palace or um, a Forest or something like that. That's his level. I mean, even a championship club. I know it sounds bad for Cal. Just, like, I don't know, like a, a big championship club will come back up, like a... Norwich or, or something like that or anyone like that I just I mean that might be the level like for now just get loads of minutes and get and come back up because at the moment yeah that Leverkusen um, loan did him no favours yeah I think the only other bits for people going out are it looks like Matson's Liam Matson's uh, potential move out of the club was blocked by Pochettino he wants to see him pre-season yeah. And then I think they are interested in maybe listening to offers for Kukureya as well. So I think they want to. I think it's going it, it, to be either or. I think you're either going to see Matson leave the club or Kukureya. I actually think Mark Kukureya could work pretty well in a park system, personally. Um, but you spoke about last week where if Reese Jones really goes up front, mate, goes up, then um, he could like stay in that inverted left back. I think he could play an inverted left back. And obviously, we broke down that CFC central thing for Kukureya and these things. But we'll see. But. You can't have three left backs at the club with playing one game a week, right? So, yeah, um, and, and we, we, that's what, even without talking about Lewis Hall. So, if uh, can we sell Kukurea? So, um, if we don't sell Kukurea, I think we should loan Matson out and probably just loan him back to Burnley, probably. Um, I assume they'll be open to that. 
But yeah, we'll see. But yeah, looks like a good player and um don't know a ton about him to honest, but hearing good things in terms of the Poch system and Poch seems to like him, so we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I think he looks really good. He's looked yeah. really good when I watched him previously, Burnley. I think he was at Coventry as well. It looked or Charlton. It looked quite good. Um the only other player who looks like he's been learned out is Andrin as well, which is probably a good thing. Yeah, I just yeah. Andrin, I don't mean to be disparaging, he feels like a bit of an ampadu in attack where there's a player where I know they're trying to create a pathway for him to the team. Can't see him getting him in a Chelsea team, really, to be honest. Well, I think because uh, of his injury, we haven't really seen him do anything, uh, yeah. but he is he's, really talented. His contract ends in 2025. It's just, we, we, we're buying so he many stay, He just needs to stay fit and do a loan. Yeah. Um, it feels like they're just delaying. I think they do that, Chelsea. It's like a bit of a headache, and they're like, oh, well, easy a headache by a sort of. It's like in life when you don't do the washing up, and eventually you just, just quite. You sort of just delay things. And I think sometimes they just kind of alleviate headaches in terms of like, right, we're loaning him out and then see where we are next summer. I think it's one of them, to be honest. I'm not, I don't think I know what to do with him. You know, and this was a player that was, I believe, bought or developed like pre Bowley, right? Is that right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, so, is he, is he a Chelsea graduate or was he bought? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. he's yeah. He's played for the under nineteens. Yeah. So like, I haven't seen much of him. No, he got a bad injury as well. But um, I, what I'm, what I mean by amputated attack, I don't mean to be disrespectful. It's like I don't want to see like players getting loaned out. I just don't think he's nice for their career. And you know? I just like if they're not going to use them, just just sell them. You know, like like if you if you've had more than two loans, it's just not good, right? In my opinion, you like. Pl- a player should think, not, not. Yeah, I think his last loan though was he was just injured. So I feel like Grosier under Southampton. had like four or five loans, right? And two of them were terrible. Like you know. Yeah, but he was he, playing and playing poorly, basically getting sent off. He got relegated with Stoke, right, and was sent off quite frequently. Yeah, and then I think he played with an Italian club, right down the bottom. So these players give them a couple loans, and if they're not really up to it, then just, just sell them. I mean, that's just the way it should be, and give them let their career blossom. Can't we? We shouldn't be blocking careers and things like that, especially, you know, with or maybe again could be a Strasbourg player. So we'll have to wait and see. Right, let's talk about the fun stuff. Well, it, 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 it's a bit dusty, isn't it? Let's be honest. Inbounds, people coming in. We got, we got, we got, we got. We did sign someone, right? We signed this really uh, skillful. 18-year-old, uh, Angelo um, Gabriel, Gabriel uh, Brazilian, um, come from Santos. Looks really good. He's going to join up with the preseason, and then obviously they're probably going to loan him out. But he he looks very good. Like, at that level, you know, skillful, quick, running past people, exciting. So, yeah, looks like a good pickup. But we'll, he's uh, in that record spot, though, so he's got no chance. <laughs> <laughs> He's a right winger. They've been calling him the left-footed Neymar. I saw some YouTube clips of him. Very, very good at dribbling, but maybe the end product isn't there, which is pretty standard for a young player I alluded to before. He's 18, isn't he? I think a lot of these players are going to end up playing for Strasbourg either like in a short-term or long-term capacity. I think I'm done. You know that we that. can't. You know that we can't like trade players that easily between those that club because well. the uh, the rules around. If Strasbourg were in the Europe, say they got in the Europa League and we were in the Europa League, like there'll be an investigation into like, play, right. like player sharing and stuff. Well, we yeah. just seem to be buying a lot of youngsters. I don't sure there's that Morelis, the Morelis kid. We haven't mentioned him, the Porto winger. You just remember that? Yeah, yeah, like, he's in the he's on the website now. Yeah, so like, 
They just don't seem getting anywhere near the team. So some of these players... These are all be... low knees. These are all just yeah. like buying up yeah. young talent, loan so, them out, getting value I'll say that the Chelsea loan army is probably over. Maybe it isn't. So, um, but... it, it, it's different because it's not like it was before because everyone who was on loan, like Lukaku, who's 31, I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah. This is all about, as I said, you get. I think you get unlimited loans for people who are under 21. This is about buying people who are really talented at like 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. And loan them out and getting the value up. Like that guy uh, that we talked about, Morales? Yeah. He was free. Right. So you buy him, you loan him out, he turns out to be quite good, and you sell him for like 15 million. That's pure profit. Yeah, I mean, I'm a bit analogue with these things. You and Craig are a bit more digital in the real world. I'm a bit old school. I'm not really sure how these things go in and out. But um, we just seem to be buying up Yeah, they're doing two things. They're doing the main squad. Caicedo, yeah, yeah, Enzo, yeah, I can see right. that. There's two levels of recruitment. Yeah, and then there's yeah. like I can see that. How, how we're going to pay for all because Chelsea historically have been absolutely fantastic at player sales, and that's huge money, huge value. I think with the visa stuff that came out the other week about that being loosened, yeah, there's going to be a lot more tapping into like South America and stuff. So there's loads of untapped potential, and loads of untapped areas that they're going to try start like driving and growing, and you're going to see loads of people coming in continuously. This isn't just like a thing now i don't think this will just I think be the only issue with this is, is like you're spending a lot of money for players who could be like for instance i think we spent 180 million that could have paid for Osiman, for instance that's what your i'm not but saying if you, sell, if you sell one of them for 50 million or one of them no, turns out to be one from of the business, I, I think from a business point of view what you're saying and what the club are doing is completely correct from mm-hmm. a building an elite football team in the next two three years i don't think so personally I think they're building long-term, which is great for the club. Uh, long-term sustainability and whatnot. But in terms of us winning the league in the next two, three years, I think they're actually delaying it a little bit because we're not going for the big targets as much, maybe. Um, and they're, every probably big... doing, they're probably doing a bit more now than they would do normally because it's starting. And if you notice, I don't think they're going to spend... Like we got Enzo, which was obviously a huge fee, but he was very young. Same with Caicedo, right? So... Not, I think the days of Chelsea spending like 100 million, like a Lukaku buy, I think they might be over, personally. Um, I can't see us spending 100 million on a 29 year old. Does that make sense? I, I don't, yeah, I don't agree with that. I think they will. I think if they find the right player at the right age, I think they will just, pay. You, for you have to say that amount. from last summer, there's been a distinct uh, shift in strategy, right? Which is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think that, like, they're talking about like, bringing in Harry Kane. Like, he wouldn't fit that yeah. role at all. But like he is like an exception. I feel like he's just a phenomenal player. Like, well, that's you, that's what they're going to do. They, yeah. There will still be that exception, but I, they'll. Unfortunately, before it was Roman Abramovich buying Havertz for eighty million. Now mm. it's a whole board has to agree. And like, if you hear some of the reports, are all like, you know, some of these guys, directors like this guy, some of them like this guy. Especially when there's all about strikers coming in, like they all have like different ideas about who they like. So, um, yeah, it's a. Uh, I think there's just going to be a little bit more tactical, like a strategy to it rather than like, this guy's good, I'm going to buy him. Yeah, no, no, I I completely agree with that. Um, But that is kind of how we've won leagues before though, like like it or lump it. Like it or lump it. So it is a strategy thing and it's a longer term patient thing. Patience thing, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Another player that we've been, well, we could probably talk about Sarsado, right? Um, Coming in. So, yeah, Caicedo Saga, it looks like 
agreement with the player was done a long time ago, so I don't think that's an issue. I think it'll be once it's done, it'll be really quick to be done because it's literally just the fee, I think, at this point and how it's going to be paid. So like 85 million they want, I think, paid up front total, which is wild. And then, uh, or it's 100 million and we get to pay an instalment. I, I, I do think that Chelsea are a bit naive. They not sort of see this coming. Like the, the thing, this is the problem a little bit. When you pay so much money for market, I mean, Brighton are saying it's because of the rice is setting a precedent. That, I don't think that's correct. I think maybe a little bit. When you pay that much for Mark Kukurea and you pay that much to get a grand potter out of his contract, you show that you're willing to really blow money, let's be honest. Right? Like if you're like Craig's has come back from Las Vegas, I've been to Vegas, it's like um if you tip if you tip the bartender five dollars when you're drunk and the night after, they're gonna want the five dollar tip every time. When you throw money about, they're gonna keep you expecting it. If, if you're gonna come in and try and be like frugal with, with the next deal and and try and not be spending money. They they're trying to pump us for everything they can get, you know, um, and that's it. I mean, we've shown that we overpaid, and they want us to overpay again. And Chelsea are going to have to overpay for this guy because we are we need him massively, not just for the player he is, but for the every tactics video that I listen to, Tifo, CFC Central, Expected Chelsea, all the ones on YouTube, it'll unlock Enzo. So. You're almost getting a player and a half when you get Caicedo because Enzo will flourish. That makes sense. So yeah, I think the difference they're going to have to just pump it up. They're just going to have to just bite the bullet. Know they're getting done and just buy it. I think I think I think this is different though. I think they don't have any cards here, Brighton, for the first time. This guy has been promised gentleman's agreement, fine, that by the manager that he will be sold in this window because he didn't go in January. He signed the contract, fine. Also, he's come out publicly now and saying that he wants to come and play for Chelsea. They have someone on their hands who basically will be leaving this window. So they have a time limit now. They can't just sit around, I don't think, and say, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, we'll just, if you don't want to pay the money, then we'll keep him. Like, he has to go. He wants to go. It's massively different to like a Kukurea where we're basically just trying to buy someone who probably, you know, they, they're not, he's not really wanting to come in the same way. Yeah, and it doesn't matter because he signed the contract, and like he probably, you know, doesn't think anything of it. This guy's desperate to come, so I think it is different. I think they will have to fold on this. I think they will have to accept that they can't play the well, game that they usually play in this situation. I think the terms are different. Like you said, I think it will be wait, 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 rush. I think it will just be done in a day when it's done. So yeah. hopefully it gets done. But it'd be very, very good to get done for America because it wouldn't be great if he travels to America with Brighton. And just logistically and that sort of thing. So just to get it done in the next few days would be good, but let's see. Um, yeah, another player we've been linked to is Rayan Shirky, the there's a Leon Wonder Kids. Um, just like football manager Wonder Kids. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about Chelsea tax, I mean, yesterday it was 35 million. Uh, Julian Lorenz and ASPM reported it that we'd be in for it for 35. And then today, Ed Aaron's in the Guardian, so it's 50 million. So Tomorrow might be seventy. Who knows? But um, well, there's some. Kid... Yeah, so there's gonna we're gonna make an opening offer, right? That was what we tweeted. Yeah. So, um, it, I just expected Chelsea a really good uh, XG kind of uh, or XC you could call it. Expected Chelsea um, account on Twitter. They breaking down as I mean, if you look at his pizza chart, I mean, he's unbelievable at progressive passing and progressive dribbling. Unbelievable dribbler. Look like Hazard, a world class creative ability, can receive in tight spaces, fantastic 
uh, elite ball progression. Problem is, though, defensive work non-existent. Tendency to take it easy. That is not a Poch player. So, Poch might, Poch might have to bite the bullet on this one. I do think that number 10 and that area where this player will play is an interesting one. I'm not sure what you think. I think there's a bit of a hole there where obviously Nkunku is going to be number 10. But he could play in a nine. We don't know. We don't know who is going to play number nine against Liverpool, do we? It could be Nkunku. It could be Jackson, etc. So there might I be. We'll, I think we'll know soon, though, right? Yeah, I think we'll know soon. But I think the number tens could still be up for grabs. And I would have loved a James Madison or somebody like that. It would have been cheaper than this guy as well. But Conor Gallagher might become a factor at number ten. Just, it's an interesting area that I think we need to discuss on the podcast because it's an area where the number 10 is back. Like You talk about Odegaard and players like that and obviously De Bruyne and these players. Number 10 is back. You know, being creative in the final third against the low block is back. We, and we need a 10. We need a creator. Chelsea have really lacked creativity in the last few years. Need a lot we of the go- we've never replaced Hazard. No. A lot of the goals under Tuchel were pressing... Um, a lot of crossing from Chilwell and James, etc. So, yeah, so we need a 10. Not sure whether this guy fits the bill. Very young, very raw, fantastic ability, but maybe won't press enough or clearly won't. But yeah, interesting. Yeah, I think he'll, um, I think he looks really good. Really like, uh, really like the look of him. Very, very, very skillful. Um, yeah. whether that will translate that well in the Premier League, I don't know, but um, could be fun to watch. And yeah, yeah it's, uh, See how it goes. Hopefully, it won't take another. You know, it won't be in negotiations with them for years. Um, right. So, one thing that I did notice, um, I think today or yesterday, is obviously Jackson's in training. I think in Cuckoo was in today. Yeah. In terms of Jackson, I will talk about T five IRL, but in terms of um, tactics platform, but you know, they said that. A lot of people saying he's a wide forward, more like a Mane than a Drogba. Can really, really good, strong carry of the ball, can link up play well. A bit, bit of a bit of a hybrid maybe between a Mane and a Drogba. I don't think he's your 20 goals a season guy. I don't think so. Um, I think he can even play on right wing. Uh, it actually plays, comes from the left a lot. So we've got a lot of players on the left. We've got Sterling, Mudrick, Jackson. So again, look, I mean, Potts will have a look at him. And there's rumours actually of Ivan Tony maybe in January, but I'm not sure if the club will go for that for a number of reasons, but we'll see. Um, good stats, but not good in the air. That's another concern. Haven't really got anyone good in the air in attack. Bit of a concern, that. I think so, Brozier's uh, good in the air, right? Oh, Brozier, of course, Brozier. But yeah. again, would he play every week? He's basically the backup striker at the moment. So, Well, I think it's going to be a bit of a battle, isn't it, if they stay? But, they, you know, if they get Vlahovic or whoever it is, then... It become a bit more obvious. Yeah, I, I do think I was thinking this earlier. I think it was a little bit awesome and bust for me this summer. Like even if you're Vlahovic, I was planning, I think it's good to chat to neutrals about it because I think when you you get oh Vlahovic, like he'll be good. You chat to your mates and neutral fans, and Vlahovic has not been great. Uh, a few people have said that, that he's not been brilliant, and he he could be. I think in, I think Juve uh, stalling on seventy five million euros. I mean, it'd be ideal if we could. Um, I mean, fair play to Lukaku, he probably doesn't want to go to Juve because I think he was actually had some racial abuse there and things like that. And I think Koulibaly, that's why he didn't want to go to Juventus either because he received racial abuse. And that's like, absolutely fair enough, like, definitely. But to, to not want to play for a team that you've received such vile abuse from. But 
I, I do think with, with these big strikers, I think it was awesome on a bus for me, really. I don't really see any others we could get other than other than Kane, which is not going to come. So, and Tony's got, got a ban. Well, Dybala was talked about £12 million release clause for yeah. international uh, clubs. That would be a fun one. That would be a vibes one. That would just be, you know, a little football manager. You're like, you get this little crack in the game, leak in the game, and like it's a sort of cheat code if you can get in for like £10 million quid. I mean... The guy got twelve goals, seven assists, and seventeen hundred. I mean, in seventeen hundred minutes last season, he got a goal and assist every uh, under a hundred minutes in all in all comps. I mean, why not? He's Argentinian. Thiago Silva's at the F one, talking him up. Enzo sending him message. Argentina vibes, but um, we'll see. I don't think he'll come. But he's too old. Yeah, he's ten yeah. years too old for this board. He's twenty nine. <laughs> <laughs> um. Right, so we're just going to finish on that, but uh, I want to let everyone know about the preseason um, and where to see it. So preseason starts um, next week. So the game against Wrexham's next Thursday midnight, which I assume right. means it's Wednesday. So it's Thursday at we travel on We travel on Monday, right? Is that right? No. Yeah, so the game's Wednesday night, effectively here, Thursday yeah. morning, think about like that. It's in um, North Carolina. Oh, nice, yeah. Um, so both the, the Wrexham and the Dortmund games are going to be on the Chelsea TV app, the fifth stand. Nice. Um, and then Brighton, Newcastle and Fulham games in the Premier League Summer Series are going to be actually on Sky Sports. So a bit more... You know, a I bit mean, more we're playing Wrexham and they're obviously, Wrexham are owned by uh, Ryan Reynolds. Maybe we can get Marvel or Universal or Warner Brothers as a, as a sponsor. You know, There you can, go. He can, he can hook us up with Hoddy. We might have Bugs Bunny as the match day mascot, you know, get the carrots in the crowd, not the celery and all that. So uh, we beg for a sponsor for Ryan, but no, I mean, it's, it's good uh, It's good publicity, isn't it, playing Rex 7? It should be good. So yeah. Maybe in the multiverse we didn't finish 12. Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> right. It's quiz time. Questions about the blues, so you don't lose the beat. A few clues, correct answers only. It is what it is. It's time for the ESCR quiz. All right, it's quiz time. And last week I got, I was embarrassed. Got my proverbial pants pulled down by you two. I mean, it was it, like you said the the. The quiz was longer. The quiz intro by Jake was longer than the quiz itself. So <laughs> I've bounced back, bounce back here. It's like when a team gets beat, you go into training hard, and you go right. We're going to do some good training drills. So the quiz this week is: Can you name all the the former Chelsea players who have played for Chelsea? And AC Milan. So all the players who play for Chelsea and they, because obviously we've been doing a lot of dealings with AC Milan. You know, we've sold them to Mori, Ruben Ruffles Cheek, and Pulisic went most recently. Um, they're inter- They want to loan half our squad, but uh, yeah. So it's not players who currently play for the squad, Chelsea. It's there's fourteen of them. There's fourteen players who have fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, I'm going to help you out. Don't worry. There's 14 former Chelsea players who have played for Chelsea and Milan. Now, this time, I'm going to do a scoring system from now on. So, we're going to do... There's 140 points up for grabs, 10 points each. Yeah, so maybe some people on Twitter can see how many points they got without any help. Um, I'm going to give you a couple of clues for each. If you can't get it, we'll move on. 
All right. Uh, sorry, are we counting Pulisic and Loftus Cheek? No, no. no right. Only former Chelsea. Uh, what I mean is, like, not not the most recent ones. Not ones that went this summer. Okay. Yeah. So Go. shall I just guess? I can just guess anyone at this point. Go. Um, I'm going to say uh, to, uh, Tamori. Yeah. Ding. That's one. Ten points. So, Giroud. Giroud is another one. Yeah. I didn't get the ding on that. Ding. Hang on. <laughs> it must be 15 in. I didn't have Giroud. All right. There's 150 points up for grabs. That's it. <laughs> it's the old floor of the quiz early. Um, uh, is Alexandro Pato one? Ooh, so he probably is, and I haven't put it. <laughs> Who have you got? I've got 14. He is one. Yeah. But he was loaned, though. I think this is permanent signings. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. That was so a good shout there, right? You, you, get, you get five points for that. Nice. Um... Okay, so it's in Milan. All right, there's some. All right, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you. I'm going to run through each one. Is is Bolo Zenden? That's a wide shout. There must be like twenty players. Like George Weir and Zenden's not one. Okay. Go on then, give me oh, some there, There's some that like, okay, so think think recent strikers, legendary strikers, didn't quite do it for Chelsea, maybe. Legendary strikers. One came from AC Milan. He was like a legendary AC Milan striker. Oh, it's easy when you know. Is that, e- no, not Eto, is it? He was well, start, I'm going to start doing clues so we was through it. His initials are AS. Uh... Legendary striker. Yeah, it's one of the best strikers in Milan history. Oh, Shevchenko. Yeah, Shevchenko. Sorry, yeah, I didn't. Do you know what I thought about him when you asked the question? Then I forgot. Right, another striker won the league of Chelsea. There's a picture of him looking at the badge and looking at his medal. Initials HC. Hernan Crespo. There you go. Ten points. I'll give you five for that. Have you got a clue? <laughs> If you get it without a clue, I'll give you 10 points. If you get it with a clue, five points. Craig would be good at this. Yeah. Um, Used to manage the club. Used to manage the club. Chelsea. Um, (laughs) So many people. Ancelotti? No. Conte? No. No, he played for Chelsea. Oh, he played for Chelsea. Yes. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, and he managed the club as well. Yeah, and he played for AC Milan and Chelsea, but managed Chelsea as well. Is this going to be like Viali or Hullet? Hullet, there you go. Hullet, yeah. Right, there's one Brazilian centre-back. Oh, Silva. There you go. There's actually two Brazilian centre backs. Oh, but Silva's plays for us at the moment, so he doesn't count. Okay. Oh, of course. Yeah, he said former players. Um, Desai. Well done. Yes. Yeah, I did say Desai before. I think he's not Brazilian, but there's another centre back, Brazilian centre back. 
Alex? Well done. This player's been an answer before. Was like, I think he was going to Chelsea on loan, actually. so might not count. But he was like World Player of the Year. World Player of the Year? Maybe this doesn't count because he was on loan, to be fair. I probably shouldn't count him. I'll take him off, actually. George Wales. George I did say I did say where. Did you? I said where in SIE earlier, yeah. I'll give, you, I'll give you 10 points for that. Well, we're getting to the tough ones now. I'll make sure I make sure I increase the sound for when I said that on the edit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, one player never actually played a game for the club, but he was in their books. A bit of a controversial one. Goalkeeper. He was good for us, played loads of games for us. Still at the club actually in a coaching capacity. I think uh, he's actually leading the bomb squad. He coaches them. It's like Kudicini. Kudicini. Nice. Very good. Fantastic player. Now, there's a player who scored one of the best goals I've ever seen against Arsenal. Wonderful player. Elite in his position. Probably, I think he won player of the year. Like, was world-class in midfield. Goals you've ever seen against Arsenal. SCN. SCN. Nice. Oh, do you know what I was going to say? Hazard. I was like, Hazard definitely didn't play. Uh, for Milan. <laughs> right, there's a player. It was well. It was. Um, it did SCM play for uh, Milan after or before? Uh, after he went on loan to Real Madrid, then went to AC Milan after. Yeah, I, was, I thought it would be after. Yeah. Right, there's three more. Three more. Four more. So four more. one. I might have to give you. Right back, Italian, initial CP. CP, right back. Um, oh, we played on Chelsea alone as well. I'm going to take him off. Christian Panucci. Oh, I would have got that, maybe. I do remember him. Yeah. Now, there's two. There's three, there's three players there. If one was a, a Scandinavian player, a winger, I only played for a few games for us because he got home sick. Scandinavian player who who did, only played a few games. Yeah. Uh, a wing. Yeah. He's got a, he's got a brother. Is this going to be Loudrop? Yeah, it's Loudrop. Well done. Now the last two, for anyone still listening, not falling asleep. <laughs> Probably too many players. Uh, should have done this when Craig do this. My fault. Um, I went hard with a quiz this time because it was like, too easy last time. Right, two really two players who I don't think one of them is definitely not with us anymore. They're, this is players who old old school players. So like one's part, one used to be a coach for the club. He's passed away. He played in the eighties uh, for Chelsea. Might have to give you those initials R W. Ray Wilkins. Ray Wilkins, yeah. And this other player was a legendary player. I think he's, he, he might be the top goal scorer for Chelsea, is he? Oh, no, that's Lampard, obviously, sorry. But he scored a lot, a lot of goals. Did Lampard break his record? He scored a lot of goals for Chelsea. Yeah, I think Lampard broke his record to... Uh, he scored... Oz- he scored no, 132 goals for the club. Goals. In the 50s and the early 60s. We're going way back. What are his initials? JG. Um, was a, a very famous pundit later in his career. 
Tottenham legend as well. I mean, in Tottenham, he scored nearly three hundred. He scored like two hundred seventy goals for Tottenham. He's a legend. Oh my goodness! One of the most famous English strikers of all time. Jimmy Greaves. Jimmy Greaves. Goodness me! Took me got there. Count it up. Count 20, it up. 25, 35, 40, uh, 50, 65, 70, uh, 90 points out of 150. Not bad, mate. That's good. I'll take that. Nice, mate. Nice. Very good. I, I think Craig would have got some of those ahead of me much yeah, sooner. Yeah, probably. But, I went but he's on, not here, is he? So yeah, he loses all the points. Craig, I'm thinking that Craig was here. It's made the pod half an hour longer, but never mind. <laughs> We can edit it out. All right, cool. That was a quiz. Good stuff. Awesome. Um, right, well, we've got a, a busy week. Um, we're hoping to get the Caicedo deal done. Um, it's going to be hopefully more people coming in as well and hopefully more people going out. So we'll have plenty to talk about next week. Um, but thanks very much, Brady. Cheers, mate. Good to chat to you. And yeah. uh, thank you very much for everyone listening. Um, that's all we've got time for today. We'll be back next week. Um, hopefully, we might have even had a game under our belts as well. We can talk about Rex. We could do a match review. Yeah. Oh, a match review would be great. I mean, it will oh, be... Oh, we could do temps. Temperature, pre-season temperature. I just realised it's pre-season temps. That's unbelievable. There we go. You've got a time flies, isn't it? That's exciting. No more, none of this, like, you know, dusty transfer news. We're getting back to the, we're getting back to the ESCR, you know, essentials. It's the temps. That's brilliant. The classic. We're almost at uh, season two now, aren't we? Yeah, that's it. That's it. They're bringing it out. The much anticipated season two. <laughs> Good stuff. Right. Well, um, thanks very much again. And for all the latest news and updates on uh, Chelsea and ESCR, you can follow us on Twitter at Eat Sleep Chelsea and Instagram at Eat Sleep Chelsea Repeat. And as always, we hope you're carefree wherever you may be. And thanks for listening. <laughs>